When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. The band that you're about to see has been great since they all came together about an hour ago. Hold on! Even though standing behind me is what you would call a super group... You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, where everything is grouped by how super it is. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined, as always, by the multi loose cannon. Loose, how are you tonight? Uh, I'll tell you after we drink our beer of the week. <laughs> we, we got a doozy up. this week, don't we? We really do. We got a curveball thrown at us, and uh, people are starting point, to pay attention. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> at this point, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to continue this promotion. Or, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these are oh, our people. <laughs> they are our people. But we'll go into the beer of the week and what we've the donation has is bestowed us. Is that proper grammar? They yeah, bestowed, I think so. Yeah, it's, 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 they've bestowed. Uh, they've used. I think they've usurped us a beer. Yes, they've think? definitely usurped us something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so continue. What you got? I am excited for the second episode in a, in a row. I have 
gone in here just like our audience. Well, actually, the audience probably knows more because they see the title of the episode. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know the theme. Please, where are we going? Well, Luce, uh, like last week, I, I, I touched on something that was very near and dear to my heart, which is how much I fucking love cover tunes. Good, bad, I just want more. Sure. Don't write new music. Just cover something that's already out there. Yeah. You also know that I'm a huge fan of anything that gets called a super group, regardless of its <laughs> uh, members. So today we are featuring super groups. And unlike last week, when I stuck to a strict definition, we are going to use uh, anything that, that constitutes a, a super group. I don't know. Did you see the, the, the Facebook post that I had uh, of, of Ripper Owens' new super group? Rupert Owens? Ripper Owens. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you meant Rupert, the uh, the, <laughs> the the singer of uh, Baker Street. No? No, no, he wrote uh, Margaritaville. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Anyway. Uh, but who's Ripper Owens? Uh, so Ripper was the co- the replacement in Judas Priest. Yeah, he had a, you know, he had a pretty good run there. I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't real short. It was, it was close to 10 years, but yeah, he did a couple records with him, so. Right, and, and our favorite movie rock star is based off of him. I mean, that's that's pretty much his claim to fame, is that. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. No, I did not. I actually did not. Amazingly so, Facebook thinks I want to read every one of your fucking posts, so it puts it in my, my feed, but I did not see this one. Well, let me just share the lineup, okay? Okay, go This ahead. is the, the super lineup. Okay, Ripper Owens is joined by Rudy Sarzo, James Kotak. Do you know who he is? Uh, No. Keep okay. Going. Uh, some guy named Teddy Zig- Zigzag and Carrie Kelly. That is a lot of not super in a super group. <laughs> I don't even think that's a mediocre group. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, and you know, one of the the one of my articles that I uh, I'm very proud of was uh, the uh-huh. one where I broke down what does and does not constitute a super group. And you need to hit a three on the super point average scale, and they don't even hit a one. I just, I mean. When oh. when when your biggest star of the band's claim to fame is that he was replaced, he, that he replaced Rob Halford, you're not super. No, I mean I'm trying to think. Like, so Rudy Sarzo has been in like 19 bands, right? Yeah, uh, Eric and, Miller. Man, we, maybe we need to go back to things Eric Miller said on Facebook. He chimed in with, "Congratulations, Rudy Sarzo, you've just joined your 100th band." <laughs> That's pretty good. Did, can't you see it like when you when you you're the hundredth customer or the one millionth customer and the, all the confetti comes down? It's funny you yeah. say that. He has a little gif there that goes with oh, the best confetti falling over the word congratulations. <laughs> see, I need to I need to keep up. So that's today's theme. We're gonna be uh, playing songs that uh, you know they'll all be good songs by bands that uh, their degree of super may vary a little bit, but they're, we're just gonna go ahead and call them fucking all super groups. I hear you. And the th- thing about it, too, is that I think one of the qualifications of a supergroup is if you list off who's in it, you should be able to identify all of them. Yeah, at least right? three. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, three out of five. You can have one member that nobody knows. And if there's four members total, you have to know three. If there's five, I think you have to know four. <laughs> okay, okay. Is that, is, but, like, I'll give you an example. The Traveling Wilburys. Super. I, Jeff Huh? Super. If Jeff yeah. Lynn is the least famous person in your band, right. it's fucking a super group. Right. And I didn't know who Jeff Lynn was back in the 80s because I didn't know ELO or anything right. like that. But but yeah, exactly. Like That was the least known person, and it's still a known person. Yeah. So got it. That would be a qualified as super group. Um, 
Would uh, Contraband be a supergroup? Contraband was a supergroup at the time. I think I said they were a who's who at the time, and now they are a who's who of who's that. Uh, the, <laughs> the, star, that the star power declined. The only unknown person in that band was the singer Richard Black from Shark Island. Uh, but the rest of them were all pretty heavyweights. Uh, maybe the bass Ooh. player from Vixen is not, wasn't necessarily a household name, but she sure. was in Vixen at a time when Vixen was at their peak. Um, and then what it was, Blotzer on drums, Tracy Guns on guitar, and uh, Sh- Michael Schenker on guitar. Who was the bass? Oh, Vixen Girl on bass. So You know who we've missed on this show is Blotzer. Oh, I know. He's been so quiet. I know. I mean, he was in the running of our Vince Neil or our yeah. whatever, like our, Come on, our spirit Bobby. animals. Come on, Bobby. Come on back. I mean, he was, he was a source of material for at least You know what Bobby three, needs four. to do? Is what? find some fucking cover band in Vegas and call have call him contraband and go on tour. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. Bring it back, but it's, but it's just just him, right? Yeah, do just one of those experience. play the album in sequence tours. That well, let's uh, let's before we get too far into the show, let's uh, let's take a second and get into this week's buy us a beer. Um, purchaser this week it comes from uh, I don't know frequent uh, nonsense contributor to the Facebook page <laughs> uh, he seems to like what we do and has a lot of fun at our expense and so we I appreciate that Ross Feichart, uh if I'm saying his name right um, he got us do you want to tell do you want to tell people what he made us walk into a liquor store and purchase <laughs> yeah first off Ross what have we done to you? What, 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 what is there some old? Are you some like nemesis from my past that, that's come into play and slowly uh, worked your way into the fold? Because uh, can I just? Do you want me to start with my experience and we'll reveal what we had to purchase first, or do you want to go with yours? Uh, let's both. Yeah, you go first. Go ahead. Okay, well, because why well, don't we just kind of compare? Because I have a little bit more than what happened to me at the at the store as well. But uh, you want to just say what it is first and kind of go from there. Like, um, uh, you know what? I, our I buddy what, Ross, he ponied up the money and he said, you guys are drinking Colt 45 tonight. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> did you have, first, did you, was it easy for you to find on your end? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> I was like, I go to Total Wine, I'm looking everywhere and they don't have it, you know? And uh, so I actually had to go to like a little mom and pop liquor store and they only had the 40s, man. Oh, I'm drinking God. this thing out of a brown paper bag. Well, which seems the way it's supposed to go. But this well, thing hold is on for huge. A second. You tell me that Total Wine didn't have it? Yeah, the, apparently they don't sell malt liquors at all. Racist. Yeah, that's what yes, I'm saying. Anyway, well, the, the guy at the checkout counter can't have a conversation about, uh, uh, oh, I see you have Colt 45. <laughs> have you tried <laughs> Steel Reserve? <laughs> that's right next to this. Steel Reserve. It really was Steel Reserve next to yours because it was yes, mine. right there. And Steel they Reserve asked- was sold out. <laughs> I was hoping it was a can of Colt 45 so I didn't have to drink 40 ounces of this shit. Can I have recommend if you had had trouble trying to find it the mom and pop store? I would have recommended you actually just find find any hobo on the street and you would have had it right, right in their little uh, shopping cart. Just just oh just that's a little tip for the audience. I'd like to talk to the guy who sold it to me and like see if he like read me in the situation at all. Like you know, uh, you're clearly bathed and you're you don't look like you're homeless. You maybe could shave, but uh, and you have a car. I yeah, you have a, a vehicle outside. And you don't seem hammered. Um, <laughs> So it's, it's not, that was it's my not experience. T- Thank you, Ross. I'll uh, 
<laughs> it was hold on he's buying this and it's not 1001 in the morning we just opened <laughs> he wasn't waiting for me to unlock the door <laughs> that's right exactly like hold on for a second uh but, but but can i tell you what i told the person at the counter when i walked up with it because it was just that but of course yeah that's all i bought too okay <laughs> okay so i walk up to the counter and i just go i looked at him he goes he's like is that it and i go i just looked at him i didn't say anything i go i said i lost a bet is <laughs> what i said oh and my he, god and he he didn't even acknowledge he goes uh-huh he just rings me up takes my three dollars and i walk out three dollars uh-huh. for this thing i didn't get a 40 though i got a what do you call them silos what do you call them yeah silos 24s. so uh let's take a swig you want to uh Digging. I don't think I've had this. Uh, the last time I, I did, I don't think I was old enough to drink. I have. I, <laughs> I have seriously never had this. But I, can I tell you why I was a little excited though? Because the, the liquor store that I go to, they have a uh, they have a promo. They this time though were actually promoting Colt Forty Five. No way. Yep, I go there and and the beer guy. Do you know who the beer guy was? Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Well, it's good he's staying busy. <laughs> but he signed it. He signed it, and it just says Lando. It's nice. pretty cool, though. Perfect timing there. But you want to crack this bitch open or what? Yeah, let's get this over with. Uh, let's see what we okay. got here. Jesus Christ. Okay, here's the sound of Colt 45, which is... Oh, my of, Lord. But hold on. Hold on. You want to hear the sound of despair? And do you know your life is over yeah. when you're opening this up? Here we go. Hold on. Uh. Now, realize somebody must have made this at some point and said, this works this we will be able to sell hold on hold on Rick here. I might have to have a, a lozenge after this are you drinking it out of a paper bag I am <laughs> this is actually not as bad as I thought it was gonna be no it, it has a you know Mickey's is the only malt liquor I've ever really purposely drank yeah but uh, I will right. tell you that I thought I can finish this I thought this is gonna be much worse let me see what the color of this is I got pour it in oh, a glass yeah Maybe not. Oh, boy. Hold on. Okay, like, so when you pour it out, it actually looks... It mysteriously amber. looks like a Coors Light. No, it's it darker than Coors Light, man. Yeah, you're right. It's a little bit darker. I'm an expert. That's odd that it's malt, and it actually does look like what beer. What is though. the alcohol content on this fucker? Do you got the... Mine says on the side, it just says, does it really fucking matter if you're drinking this? <laughs> Mine doesn't. Are you still having a hard time seeing? <laughs> it, it actually like does not My computer monitor it. seems dimmer right now. It says the IBUs of this is just despair. <laughs> Mine says, what do you care? You live on the streets. <laughs> Oh, fuck you, Ross. This is awesome. Thank you. Uh, Like I said, apparently people are getting... We we may have opened up something that uh, is going to be a lot of fun for other people, not us so much. But, you know, uh, my bottle is a self-cooling bottle in the wintertime. All right, Ross, thank you. Uh, If you're listening and you're thinking, I'd like to fuck with these guys or maybe buy us something we'd enjoy, (laughs) you too can go to our crowdfunder (laughs) and just for $5, we'll... uh We'll uh, drink whatever you pick, and the money will go to uh, keeping the uh, just our basic show costs. So that's right. So you just go to our Facebook page; you can find the link there, or you can go to GoFundMe.com 
slash Cobra's Fire. There's not an and there, just Cobra's Fire. All right, let's uh, let's uh, kick off a song and come back and start talking some shit about Ross.
I gotta tell you, as far as supergroups go, this is one of the only ones. Because uh, I'm not a big supergroup fan at all. Just like you aren't too, right? There's very few times it works. Is that kind of your? Yeah, thing? fair enough. You know, and, and even when they are good, they don't last. And I don't right. Know. But- it's right. I, I I wish it was more like side projects. Sometimes, like they're just doing sure. a one-off thing. When you first heard about the concept of Chicken Foot, did you think it was going to be good? I kind of had my hopes for it, but what did you think? Like when you heard the first song, or I had my hopes up, but yeah, because you know I, I like Sammy as a singer and a songwriter, and you know, sure. Um, uh, Satriani was my only concern. Just not sure how he'd fit in a band. Yeah, I thought he always played for the song. I think it's I think it's shocking the fact that that guy has never been in a band ever in some shape or form except for Chicken Foot before or after. He wasn't in White correct? Snake. <laughs> <laughs> that was his his uh prodigy, right? Yeah. Steve Vai? Yeah. yeah. Everybody's well, been in White Snake is a joke there. Yeah. Well, I hear you there, but but uh but yeah, man, I mean, I I have to say that that band exceeded my expectations. I really enjoyed both albums as a whole. And yeah, that that's that's definitely an exception to the rule for supergroups. So cool. What else you got? Well, we uh, we played the new Judas Priest song a while back, and is the album out yet or not? I think it's coming out sometime soon. I'm not sure. No, uh, it's still not still not out. Which is, I think they really led this up too long. Yeah, uh, that that seems to be the trend anyway. Yeah. Um, did you hear about Glenn Tipton um, not being able to tour because of uh, Parkinson's? Sounds like he was diagnosed a while back. Yeah, it, 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 I need you to clarify this for me. Now, okay. Glenn was on the album. He just won't be able to tour. Mate. Do I have that right? Correct. You know, KK quit a, a while back. Right. And KK was replaced by uh, the young man yeah. in comparison. Yeah. Okay. So um, continue, please. Yeah. Uh, let me, uh, you know, I, I, there's something that I, he had, a, he had some comments. I'm talking about Glenn and I want to get into that a little bit, but I thought I'd back it up and just kind of go over a little bit of a timeline, a fairly recent timeline with Judas Priest. <coughs> sure. In 2005, there was when they reunited with Rob Halford and they, uh, I mean, it was basically the, the classic lineup. They've always had kind of that spinal tap drummer situation going on, but, uh, uh, so they do that Angel Retribution record go on tour, and then for some reason yep. they they did that Nostradamus <laughs> concept record, which right. I mean that was that was the album when they were added to Thesaurus.com, I believe. Pretty much. <laughs> that was actually around the time I started questioning how smart Halford was because I'm like, it, it, he just sounds articulate. I don't know that he actually says smart things. As long as you throw an English accent on it, we would sound smart. Yeah, a proper, not not a not a thick Birmingham accent like Ozzy has. Uh, no one ever claimed Ozzy sounded smart. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, I started, you know, whatever. I, I made the point there. Um, they uh, they of course have a live album, which then they, the Grammys finally give them a Grammy for uh, an old as fuck song that they on the live record. Um, which one was that? Uh, Distant and Aggressor. I read Wikipedia today, so that's how I know that. Anyway, uh, they did the Epitaph tour. They announced the Epitaph tour, which is going to be their farewell tour. They are done. And then about a month later, they're like, well, we're not really done. We're just not going to tour. Was was that 2000? 
the end of 2010, and then about okay. a month later, they clarified and said, we're just not going to tour anymore. This is going to be the last tour. Um, something happened. I have never really got a straight story, but uh, K.K. Downing quit the band in April 2011, and it was not on good terms. Um, and Richie Faulkner replaced him and, by the way, added new life to the lineup. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah, <laughs> I need like that one. Every uh, interview. And, you know, let me ask you this. Did you know they played on American Idol with current Quiet Riot singer James Durbin? Am I supposed to know that? No, I did not. Yeah, know that. Jesus. I, I was like, really? Everybody did fucking American Idol. Fuck wait, 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 wait. They played on it with him singing? Yes. I don't know. Okay, so that was like the who did Kiss have that Andy Land, Lambert guy? I don't even remember. Who knows? Yeah. I blocked it out. Continue. Anyway, so then in 2013, Halford's like, "Psych, we're not gonna give up touring. We're gonna keep doing it." And uh, they, I think, the Redeemer of Souls was their next record, and oh um, and now they're working on Firepower. That's a new album coming out. And which brings us to Glenn Tipton. Um, he's not going to make this tour due to complications from Parkinson's. Uh, it sounds like he was diagnosed about 10 years ago. And, and Andy Sneap, the producer, is how I know him anyway, is going to replace him on tour. And apparently he was also a producer on that record. So here's what I want to talk to you about. Uh, Glenn made a point of saying that he is still a member of the band despite his illness. He just won't tour. And not to make light of Parkinson's or what he's going through, um, this is obviously not good news, it, but I, it's something you can understand why he would step away. But as far as being in the band but not touring, I mean, at this point, isn't that the bulk of the job? These guys are in their 60s. I'm just, at what point do you just say, fuck, man, I, I, it's time to step away? Right. So, I mean, he has Parkinson's, unfortunately, and touring is pretty much what you do at this point. You know, you, you have the album, and he was on the album. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He was on the album. I think he's he's basically salty. And it is a very unusual thing, the fact that Andy Sneap is now going on tour with him. And actually, it's similar to the whole Rob Caggiano thing with, with Volbeat. He produced him, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's in the band. He didn't okay. kick anybody out, but I'm sure he's a little salty about that. He worked with a guy, the producer. Well, I think he picked him. He specifically picked Andy Sneap? Or asked him or something like that, yeah. Interesting. He was involved in that. I don't think there's any chippiness internally with him on this. I just, I'm like, you have Parkinson's, you're in your late 60s. Touring is really the only aspect of your job that takes up any time. Uh, so... It seems like a difference without distinction to say, but fear not, fans. I'm not quitting Judas Priest. Well, well, how about this then? You know the whole KK and uh, and Glenn, the, the guitar duo thing. That's like legendary. Yeah. Okay, so now it's Richie and Andy. Judas, <laughs> well, exactly. So it's Richie and Andy. So maybe even it's a. You know, maybe maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it almost might be a PR thing saying, "Hey, maybe I'll show up on stage at some point, or I'm still in the band, or at least giving." Because that's a huge part to have both of those the original guitarists out of the band now. I yeah, don't know. I think it's huge. Yeah, you're down to Rob and Ian Hill, the bass player. Um, but I mean, they are teasing that that Glenn Tipton is going to play a couple songs at a couple shows, but who knows? You know what I mean? The semantics, what you call it, I really don't care. You have the right to call it Judas Priest. It doesn't get, mean shit to me. Uh, people who have a big issue with that stuff just don't go. 
I mean, you sh- right. I'll share my thoughts on it. I think it's bullshit to call it Judas Priest, but not my call. Well, yeah, I mean, I... And it is man. a little different because it's not like they're choosing this path. It's, you know, they're not but, fighting, but you know? But at the same time, I mean, it was only half of the duo before, and I wasn't even thinking about it. It just maybe, huh. maybe because just at least one of the guitarists... I don't know. I still would like to see it because I, I definitely want to see Halford's trench coat and see if he has the thesaurus inside of the, uh, you know, sewn into the inside. Oh, you know that, that fucker's like in that. there. <laughs> you know it's in there. It's just, you know how some people, they have teleprompters? He just uses his coat. He just looks in there. Anytime <laughs> he forgets the lyrics. But um, I don't know. I mean, it is odd. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you want to say about that. I thought the press release was definitely odd reading it. Yeah, and, and it, look, I don't know what you do in that situation, but it did seem almost terse. <laughs> I do have a question for you. Which which is your favorite album by them? I know you're not a huge. I don't think you're a huge fan. I'm a decent sized fan. Um, okay. Defenders of the Faith, probably. Defenders are screaming. One of those two. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So which which of those um, the Defenders? That is one that I've never really listened to. I've listened to a, a bunch of them, but but. Uh, What's like a your top track on that? If I was oh, gonna jump to into think it, Free Will Burnin's on there. Um, head Heads Are Gonna Roll is on there. Um, okay. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, is there a song about leather on there? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember for sure. Uh, okay. Jawbreakers, cool. Eat Me Alive. Uh, um, In the Dead of Night, Love Bites. I believe is on there. So. Okay, a lot of biting breaking yeah okay. so but back to the cobras and fire hard left uh as you know ron keel uh you know him and i are basically bffs now yeah you know we talk I and know. text more than people know um sure actually probably just as much people <laughs> anyway he <laughs> he shared what i'm gonna for the sake of today we're gonna call it a super group i don't typically give a shit about these things i'm really unimpressed by him more or not but I know you've heard it, and it's Rat and Marvin Gaye. My lord, this should not sound as good as it does.
Lewis, I, I know you've heard that, uh, but typically, I, I these things do nothing for me. They're, I'm unimpressed. I'm like some guy with a pitch shifter and too much time in his parents' basement. Um, thank you, Michael Brandvold. I don't have a friend. Uh, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no doorbell ringing. No doorbell ringing. Yeah, no. <laughs> plenty of time when nobody's ringing the door at your house. This mashup. It shouldn't be as good as it is. It really is impressive. Uh, a couple, a couple things, real quick. You see mashups that, like you said, like somebody's in the basement, they just got done masturbating to a sock, <laughs> and then they realize during the, during this activity that the beats per minute, not the beats that they were doing to themselves, but the beats per minute of two songs are the same, and they mash them up. Isn't yeah. that pretty much what the mashup uh, Sometimes, is like? yeah. I mean, there's a little more yeah. into it than, but I just, I'm like, what do you guys expect? I'm not even that surprised when something like this happens, you know? I mean, I mean, sometimes I hear a song in another song, and they really aren't that much alike. I hear a little bit of uh, Walk This Way in Paradise City, but the songs really don't sound alike. That's kind of what I mean. I love it because all it is is just the instrumental track of Round and Round mm-hmm. and straight up acapella Marvin Gaye doing doing Grapevine, which the funny thing is the terrible thing about, about that is that those goddamn California raisins ruined this, this, this song. Do you remember that in the 80s? True story. Uh, the Go guy ahead. who gave my wife away at my wedding, so he's a close friend of the family, did, thought that was their song. <laughs> he thought the California Raisins sang it? Like, he thought that, that these little... Well, he thought it things. was, like, written for this cartoon, you know? <laughs> like, he didn't know it was an actual song that they were taking. He also thought Smash Mouth was the first person to do uh, I'm a Believer, so... Oh, my God, he's dumb. All right, and by the <laughs> way, not Smash Mouth. I mean, he's like, yeah, like that Shrek... Right, but is this is he a bassist or something? Yeah, he's yeah. No, he's just uh, he's just from Minnesota. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So the thing I think is very interesting is that the cadence of Marvin Gaye singing is the same cadence of Stephen Piercy's vocals in Round and Round. If you match them up, if you listen to it mm. side by side, which is amazing that this guy even thought of this to begin with, and. The thing I think is very interesting is the fact that the theme of Grapevine is very similar to the lyrics of Round and Round, where it's about, you know, just basically heartbreak, things like that. General songs, things of a rock song, but somehow that in and in of itself matches the song very well. I fucking love it. I've listened to this like 10 times in the last couple of days. Yeah, it is It is amazing. I've played it for people too. And, and when they don't get it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Listen to this. Uh, I haven't even heard of this. Like the internet is usually a place of so much hate. The internet has actually done a positive thing with this, this song. But not only that, you go to YouTube comments. YouTube comments are the most racist, <laughs> stupid, most ignorant things. I went through like 100 comments underneath this YouTube thing and every single one is saying this is amazing this guy to put it in perspective on his youtube page has made like 20 mashups and all the other ones are not good so somehow he just like fell into this they're all like well, kind of generic There's, well good for him it's a nice gift like. for us it, it really is I, I, I we can go on and on about a mashup but it is very rare that you hear this and you're like that is perfect <laughs> you know what i mean you want uh, maybe we should come up with some ideas for mashups what about men without hats once upon a time not so long ago Tommy used to work on the docks Union 
<laughs> well, actually, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll see if I can throw some your way. We'll, yeah. we'll see if we could do a whip it with a round and round. Yes, yes. Safety dance <laughs> with wanted man. Oh, my God, we can make some abominations. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, maybe that's our new niche. We should just become the mashup show. Tommy used to work on the dots. So, yeah, I mean, I wonder if uh, if that guy's making any money off that or not. I mean, these are licensed songs, no, so, I mean, no, he can't, right? No. The, no, the only thing that he would make money on is the... I don't think he can... I don't think you can actually do the YouTube ads on top of something that's somebody else's intellectual property. They would so, get the ad money, right? It's a fucked up world, man. You can't steal music yeah, you like can't. you used to. <laughs> Again, Cobra Hack, steal music. <laughs> These damn people stealing music online. That's why concert tickets are 90 bucks. That's right. Is that your is that your Ulrich, Ulrich impersonation? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, people out there downloading me, stealing music. Yeah.
I've been doing all the talking, Luce. What do you got? Um, you want to do a quick Cobra hack? Uh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I can't do another. Oh, I just want to give a little helpful information for our listeners. Okay, go ahead. So, so what anniversary did you celebrate most recently? It was our 10th. 10th, okay. Well, um, let's. so you're coming up on your 11th anniversary, and according to Wikipedia, the 11th anniversary, the traditional gift, is jewelry. Were you with this? Uh of course. <laughs> okay. Well, well. Okay. So, so here's a quick cobra hack for your for, for your lady. Again, we respect the ladies, mm-hmm. and you want to have you want to get you want to get your toots a nice some nice jewelry for the anniversary, but you don't have the funds. So here's how to get free jewelry. Are Ooh, you ready? Free jewelry. This sounds good. You must insist that no one attempt to recreate or reenact any stunt or activity performed on this show. Free jewelry. Cobra hack. So all you need is a cement block and a com- and a complete lack of con- of a conscience, and you just throw that through. Let's say you go, you roll into a nice expensive neighborhood, you go into the the backyard, you throw the cement block through the window, you crawl through that back window, guarantee there's some jewelry in that room. Take that, and you're all set. There's your cobra hack of the week. That sounds an awful lot like a B and E. No, it's a cobra hack. You must insist that no one attempt to recreate or reenact any stunt or activity performed on this show. <laughs> what? Do you got any other good cobra hacks? Like, ask your friend if you can borrow his car and then drive around neighborhoods stealing Amazon packages off of porches. <laughs> you must insist that no one attempt to recreate or reenact any stunt or activity performed on this show. Well, you know, people have home security cameras. They don't want to see your car. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> just keep stealing packages. Put on... <laughs> Where is close? If you have a friend with a similar body build as yours, ask if you can borrow his car to run up to the store quick, and then just kind of like follow the UPS van through a neighborhood. And I'm not your captive Turn me loose tonight 
So is is the damn things really a super group though? I think so. I mean, uh, if uh, I don't know the the skeleton of Doug Pinnock standing next to Ray Luzier and uh, George Lynch counts, they definitely do. <laughs> I'm saying for your definition though, you've got you've got. Oh, Scott for my definition, Ian. no, no. So let's let's rank them, okay? We're let's let's just do it quick. Scotty, and what do you yeah. give him uh, on a in his genre? He's got to be at least a what three point three. Yeah, yeah, no, he qualifies. He qualifies. No, but let's give him a number. Is he a because it's on a five? No, no, no. It's a it's like a GPA, like a you know a zero. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's between a three and a. Four. I'll give him a three point three. He's he's a, he's like a B. He's like a B student. Okay, so we got Rob Cagiano. He's nobody prob- knows. He was he was like a one at that time. Okay, probably still honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know who the singer is. Uh, so I'm just gonna he's some guy from some screamo band. That's that's a zero, and and the other two guys from Fall no, Out Boy. He gets at least a, a one. Sure. Yeah, the Fall Out Boy the members that two nobody knows, so they gotta what right. be like twos. Two? Isn't like the drummer and the bassist or some shit? The drummer and the guitar player. The, okay. Oddly, oddly, in Fall Out Boy, their bass player who doesn't—I'm not even sure he actually plays—is uh, their most uh, <laughs> famous uh, member, uh, uh, Pete Wentz. And then there right. would be the singer—I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But anyway, we got the drummer and guitar player. What do we give them? Twos. So we got uh, two, four, six, seven point three divided by five. No, they do not uh, pass the SPA standard that I invented. Uh, of <laughs> no, but although but we can take the singer is... out and divide it by four, and get six point five, it still doesn't hit. Yeah, two guys from Anthrax, two guys from Fall Out Boy, and a, and a, a singer that I had never heard of before that band. That is had just as much chance of being good. Is the Marvin Gaye and Rat mashup? Yeah, I was I was probably equally surprised. I was like, this record is amazing. I only bought it because uh, I bought it for my stepdaughter because she was into Fall Out Boy, and I was just like, yeah, I'll just throw her Whatever. a bone. She'd been a yeah. good kid, you know. Here you go, you know. And then I'm like, this is my favorite album of all time. Yeah, it is. It is excellent. Hopefully, they 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 are back at some point. Yeah, but, it'd be uh, kind of cool, wouldn't it? But again, it I'm okay with the one and done on these things. You know, I mean, that's true. Do you mind if I just kind of go through some, uh, at least a few supergroups that I was like, what, why? Yeah, kinda, absolutely. Kinda Let's get into that uh, drink. Okay, okay good. Uh, them crooked vultures.
So it sounds like the Winery Dogs are uh, pretty high on your list of favorite bands. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool that they that all those guys got together. And I think maybe I have my notes wrong, but was Eddie Trunk involved in with them at all? <laughs> uh, if it involves Mike Portnoy or himself, Eddie is involved. Yeah, there's another guy, Mike Portnoy. He's been he's a, he was in Dream Theater. What, what's the saying go? He was in Dream Theater for 20 years, and since then then he's been in 20 different bands. I was just going to say that. something just like that. Yeah, he had like one gig forever and then like got into a pissing contest with, I don't know, over something. I think he wanted to take yeah. a break and they didn't want to is the story. But uh, And now since then he's basically been in like 80 bands. How how are How is it that him and George Lynch haven't been in a band together? <laughs> that is true. Like, but, but, but him, he either has to be – have ADD or the most annoying drummer of all time because he has just moved from place to place. He's either, yeah, uh, I don't know. But he was like for a, I don't know if he toured with them. He was with Avenged Sevenfold on their Nightmare album. That's where I remember. Yeah, and it seemed like like they thought they wanted to get rid of him. Like he, yeah. their, their drummer died and he filled in. And then it, right. it seems like they kind of got the vibe that he thought he was going to be the new drummer. And they were, look, we just wanted you to help us on tour. And right. that, that kind of ended kind of weird. It, it, yeah, it probably was like something like, uh, first off, you're 20 years older than us. Yeah. Two, you don't, you don't shop at Hot Topic. So mm. you're out of the band. That's pretty much the, the requirements yeah. for them, I think. Yeah, and then he, he filled in for Twisted Sister after the uh, A.J. Perro died. I saw him I in didn't. Uh, uh, whatever, that Rock Timber deal. Man, I didn't even know that. So he's been all over the place. But anyway, so so Portnoy's in there. Then you got the – who's the bassist for Mr. Big and um, – Billy Sheehan. Billy Sheehan. All I know is that every Winery Dog song I've heard, every single person in there is overplaying. Every single one. Like the bass is... Have you ever made it through any Winter Dog song? <laughs> yes or no? Uh, no, no, I'm not a fan. I, a lot of people really like this, but they're to me the people that really get into this. And I don't mean someone who says they like it. I'm just saying someone that talks about like this is the band you need to listen to. These are the same people that tried to convince me Sonic Boom is good. <laughs> okay. Or, that, as far or, as I'm uh, concerned, they push the bar pretty low on what's worth getting into. It's about that, but but it's the same kind of thing. Like like anything that somebody t- I, I don't know. That, but supergroups that's the problem. A lot of times people overplay, and that's what I say is that's an overplaying band. Definitely. Um, but uh, hey, yeah, you know so who's anyway, not that that actually was that? a good fit that. Uh, for me, I, I, I don't. We've talked about him a little bit. I won't, we've, unless you want to elaborate more. But uh, Audio Slave was the best parts of Rage Against the Machine with a singer, and I thought it worked brilliantly.
Well, Cannon, it would not be a Cobras and Fire episode if we didn't try to milk a little uh, drama out of the kiss camp, would it? No. Uh-uh. No. Gene's been the giver lately, but uh, I know you saw this. Paul Stanley has chimed in um, with a little bit of classic Paul Stanley bitterness. Live to win till you die. He's getting oh, yeah, salty. You. Yes, he lives to win and to be angry yeah. all the time. <laughs> Live to win. And be bitter. <laughs> be upset over petty shit. <laughs> Don't let go of anything that's bothering you. Oh, this is a good song. I think winning is is him just getting the last word. Yeah, oh my God, he's winning like Charlie Sheen was. He really is. He's uh, got tiger blood flowing through his, his veins. <laughs> so Gene was doing, throwing one of his vault parties, and uh, he was talking about how he wrote the song It's My Life. He actually credited Paul with some part of it and then said then he kind of came in. I don't remember exactly how Gene said, but Paul... It's like saying it was it was a part of some other song and they put them together and they merged them. Somewhere. Right, yeah, something along that line. So you can go out and find it easy enough. Right. Uh, but Paul, of course, you know, because he does, doesn't care about this stuff. You know, heard about it because he's probably constantly watching all the fucking Facebook live videos of the fifty people at every vault party. Can, can I can I give you a setup here though, to Baco? Sure. That, that right before he tweeted, can I can I give you the environment? What was happening in yeah, Paul's what was, life? Yeah, what was time? going on with Paul at that moment? Okay, so he woke up that morning and took a took a shower and you know used lots of of uh, different different scented um, you know body lotions and things like that and got himself a all ready to go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the bath bombs. He loves bath bombs. He wrote a song about bath bombs, didn't he? With John, May- John Mayer. Yeah, John wrote that Mayer one too. co-wrote a bath bomb song. Yeah, sure. So anyway, so he gets all that done with that and everything, and, and um, he smells like eucalyptus, and then he walks up to a painting of himself and is staring at it. Um, and, it's, and, it's, and, he's, and he's just there with all of his glory and everything, and the, the sun is shining in. And Now, is and, he nude or is he wearing a robe? Oh, he's definitely wearing a robe. Okay. He's definitely wearing a robe. And and everything and and then all of a sudden he hears Gene's little thing, okay, and and it sets him off into a complete star star child tizzy. <laughs> and what does he do? He picks up his phone and does what, Baco? I like in my world he sits down on a, a PC and tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think he's, he's old school? Yeah, he's he just got done, you know, French pressing some coffee, and he's like, time for some tweets. <laughs> French pressing, he, it's Folgers 24-7 in the Paul Stanley household. <laughs> Don't get your facts wrong, Baco. All right, so he leads off. So, his... he gets, so he's on a swing. <laughs> With his laptop. He's on his laptop. No, I think it's better with your PC idea that he's got, he still doesn't have one of those flat screens. He's, he's still using AOL. Like... <laughs> he's... So he sits down at his PC with a cathode ray tube monitor, and he's ready to uh, <laughs> basically strike back in a way that only the star sure. child can. And mm-hmm. uh, he, so his first tweet leads off with, For anyone it matters to, the song It's My Life had nothing to do with any other song of mine. I wrote the title, chorus, chords, melody, and lyric to It's My Life and didn't want to use it at the time. Gene wanted to use it. So he wrote the rest. That's the story at Ultimate Classic Rock. Live to win till you die. I love that he says Gene wrote the rest. Let's just recap what Paul wrote. 
He wrote the title. Title. The chorus. Chorus. The chords. Chords. The melody. Melody. And lyrics. Lyrics. What's left? Hold on for a second. Title, chorus, chords, melody. According to my Minnesota math, this comes up to an entire song. That doesn't sound like a guy correcting the story. That is a guy saying, fuck you, you lying fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Quit fucking telling people you did anything. It's his life. Okay. It is his life. Anyway, what do you got? It is his life. Can I give you my opinion on this matter, Baco? Absolutely. Drink. Gene Simmons' experience, his family, Jewel show, all this stuff like that, all this is is a reminder, a nightmare for Paul for when Gene got in the spotlight in the 80s and did all these things that, quote, took away from the quality of his work. And this is when he was putting out songs like My Way and, yeah. and, uh, and things like that. If you look at the caliber of songs between Paul and Gene during the 80s, it's not that much different percentage-wise. It's definitely could, not the way Paul portrays it, where Gene was basically just asleep at the wheel while Paul was you know, writing every hit song for Bon Jovi, you know? Right. I mean, it's, he definitely put out some shit. But anyway, the point is, is that he's just mad when he gets more attention. Period. Yeah, this is a guy who's still pissed off that someone talked to Gene Moore in an interview in 1982 when Paul did all the work. That's what I'm trying to say. It's always that petty bullshit. This, the fact that Gene is going around with this this experience and getting all this press right now, and that kisses. Are they on tour right now? Are you know, any it, dates? It sounds like they're done. You <laughs> <laughs> mean the end of the road thing? Yeah. Did you hear that too? That like Gene didn't even know Paul trademarked that? Uh, no, I did not know this. Oh. I, I just knew the fact that there was the end of the road thing. And Are you making a joke? Or is no, this, true? this is Gene said that at one of the vault things. He's like, I hadn't heard that. And then he, I thought it would. I thought it would be Gene that did it because he does the whole thing with the devil horns and. Oh, I know. Like yeah, I mean, but the idea that they're not even on the same page, and now the new thing going around today is the the latest Gene Simmons Vault video has uh, footage of Eric Singer talking about, "Hey, I was at the Vault. It was this cool thing, or whatever." And underneath it says, "Former Kiss drummer Eric Singer." <laughs> and this is from Gene Simmons Vault page. <laughs> So that was a typo, I hope. Yeah, well, I assume so, because I know they're doing the Kiss Cruise again, but uh, sounds like they're oh, wrapping a- shit up. Oh, this whole thing is amazing to me. I mean, this is like the ultimate breakup. Imagine if you were, were about to break up with a girl, and then before you did it, what you did is you said, I just trademark the phrase, fuck off and die. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what he just did. The end of the road, I trademarked it. We'll let you find out about it through my lawyers that I yeah. now have a phrase. I have a phrase saying I'm leaving you forever. <laughs> You're getting a smaller cabin on this year's cruise, bitch. You gotta <laughs> so. you gotta fucking bunk with Tommy. But I can I go into his next tweet because frankly I enjoy this one a little bit better. Okay, go ahead. FYI. I wrote the song Every Beat of Your Heart for the Bob Ezrin project, which became The Elder. Its transformation (laughs) started when Lou Reed wrote a terrific lyric poem for it called A World Without Heroes. Bob put them together at Ultimate Classic Rock at Blabbermouth. Oh, oh, yeah! 
Can I tell so, you something? Yeah, well, let's go back and just, I mean, because he did it again. He basically took any songwriting credit away from Gene for A World Without Heroes, a Gene song, which I believe he has songwriting credit on. Um, and then he called the elder of Bob Ezrin Project. Can I comment on that real quick? Yeah, of course. What do you got? Any episode that we do that I want to distance myself from, I'm going to refer to it as the Baco Project. Live to win till you die. What uh, a crazy guy. The Bob Ezrin Project. You know, to it's actually so... really to, to, to die together, though, it has to be a project that you didn't like the result of that was your idea that you asked me to do and then now want to blame me for. Well, that's, that's, yes, it's the same thing. Uh... <laughs> The guy has a lot of issues. I mean, between that book Bob and everything Ezra like that, Project. saying he's ex- explained things, he's just angry all day. Yeah, so I was helping Bob Ezra out. You know, we were kind of repaneling his house, and so we decided to call it The Elder. Live to win till you die. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was doing the woodwork, and I was knocking on his door, and he took a picture and said it was doing the album. Oh, God. The Bob Ezrin Home Improvement Project, known as The Elder. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That was actually Bob the original. Bob take out the sink? That, that was actually the, the first name of The Home Depot, but they shortened it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, that's all I, I got. I think we're done. I think we're done. I, right? We're done. I mean, this has been fun. Um, I'm glad it, uh, we, we took uh, the time to do this and add a little levity to the uh the karmic disaster that is your life right now. Live to win till you die. Rock's not dead. It's two-fifths of a supergroup. And you found it. <laughs> well done. something I could say to make you change your mind Never thought I'd have to write this song I was wrong When I see you on the streets I see it in your eyes Your love is gone My love was wrong
I like to hide contraband in my ass. <laughs> All right. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more. Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 